are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at Grace Nation Min and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and we have we just have some awesome stuff for you guys today. I'm so excited for you guys to, to hear it. I'm so excited to dive into this. We're not even going to waste any time. I have an awesome announcement, though. Last week, Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast was literally the face of the iTunes podcast, okay? So iTunes goes through and they pick some popular podcasts to like be like the cover photo for like different categories. And we, Bringing Grace to the Nations, our family, uh, this community was the face of the religion section for like four or five days. And so I just want to say thank you to all of the supporters, everyone who listens to the show, everyone who, who comes back week after week ready to ready to dive into what to what God has. I'm just so thankful for you guys. I just want to say, I just want to give like a huge thank you from me to you guys personally. We have really developed a community here and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Like this has been one of the most amazing like past years of my life, being able to get onto the microphone and talk about Jesus for a little bit. And then who would have known that God would have used it to impact so many people. And so I just want to say thank you to you guys. Thank you, Jesus. Like, ah, he's so good. It's so good to us. And so I'm so excited for what the next few years have has in store. I don't plan on stopping. Like we're going to keep going. And so I'm super pumped. Also, we finally have merch. Like it's coming. It's on the way. I have the shirts designed. I have the hoodies designed. I have the I have the mug designed. I have everything designed. I'm just waiting on one more logo uh, to put onto the back of a shirt, and we're good. I'm gonna launch it soon. So, y'all be on the lookout. Seriously, y'all be y'all be on on Facebook and on Twitter because we're gonna have we're gonna have some stuff. And if you go sign up to my newsletter, you're gonna get a discount code for like t-shirts and stuff. So you want to go check that out. If you want to sign up to my newsletter, I'll put a link in the show notes or you can just go to grace-nation.com and a pop-up will come up and you'll be able to subscribe to our newsletter. Also, if you subscribe to that, you're going to get my book for free. So that's kind of awesome. So you want to check that out. Last week, we had, wait, before I even dive into the topic, I'm just going to take a sip of tea. I have a funny story for you guys. So I had recorded this whole pod. I was like halfway done with this episode. I was recording it. It's like halfway done. I got a text message from my buddy saying, yo, the kitchen has cinnamon rolls. You got to come. And I was like, oh, man, I'm in the middle of recording, but I need cinnamon rolls. So I went and got cinnamon rolls and I had to delete that last recording. It wasn't that good anyways. So I'm doing take two. We're doing take two here on the podcast for this episode. So last week, if you haven't had an opportunity to go listen to that podcast, I want to go ahead and recommend that to you just because that podcast is really the foundation for what we're going to talk about today. That's kind of like part one. Today's going to be part two. Last week, we talked about the gospel and how important it is for us to know the gospel because when we know the gospel inside and out, when we have such a deep understanding of what the gospel is and we, when we've experienced what it's done to us and for us, we will then be able to notice the counterfeit gospels that are everywhere, like literally everywhere. And I don't know if you guys remember, but last week I used the illustration, I used the example 
of how the government trains people to spot counterfeit money. And so if, if you don't remember, I'll just jog your memory real quick. The, the government, when, when they're training people to identify counterfeit money, what they will do is they will give them like real U.S. money. They won't give them – during the training process, they never see counterfeit money. They only are exposed to real U.S. dollars. And, and what they have to do during this process, during this training time, is they have to study those dollar bills so intensely. Like they know the font, they know the curvatures of the angles, and they know, they know like the invisible marks and the visible marks and the paper type and the, and the you know, I don't know, the rips. Like they know everything about these dollar bills, everything. And so the purpose of this is so they know this dollar bill inside and out. They are so familiar with this dollar bill so that when they are exposed or when they come into contact with something that is a fake dollar bill, that's a counterfeit dollar bill, they will be like, wait a second. I was just, I, this doesn't match up. This isn't right. This doesn't look right. And that's the same thing that we did kind of last week. I wanted to dive into the gospel, what it was, help us gain and understand a deep view of the gospel so that we know it in and out and we know what it's done for us when we've experienced what it's done to us so that when something comes up that that doesn't seem right when a counterfeit pops up we'll be able to look at it and say yeah that doesn't sound right that doesn't look right see the gospel is the dollar bill and there are counterfeits everywhere Paul warns us about them in pretty much every single one of his letters ever, right? There are counterfeit dollar bills, counterfeit gospels everywhere. And unless we know, unless we have a deep understanding of what the true gospel is, then when these false gospels come, come up, we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to defend ourselves. We're not going to know the difference. We're not going to know any better. And we're just going to accept them and we're going to be walking down a very dark and dangerous road that's ultimately going to lead to heresy. And that's where I want to land today. It's heresy. Now, it, heresy is an interesting thing, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I'm Reformed. You all know that. I'm a five-point Calvinist. You all know that. I, I, I sometimes come into conflict with my Reformed brothers. And, and here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think in, in the Reformed... I think I think in the reformed camp in the reformed section we we use this term heretic we use this term her, heretic not heresy we use heretic too loosely we attribute it to to really anyone who disagrees with us and I'm I'm going to I'm going to refute that a little bit today and I'm going to say no no we heretic is a serious accusation that we need to take extremely seriously this is something, and we're going to talk about it in a bit, this is something that is, that is life and death. This is, this is the difference between being a Christian and not being a Christian. That's how important this is. And we see it, I mean, Paul talks about it in his letters to Timothy. And, uh, I mean, we see it there. I'm going to take another sip of tea. But one thing I try to do in my podcast, and so I'm going to do it this week, is I always try to define terms. Whenever I'm making an argument or a case for something, regardless of what it is, I always try and define terms. You can go listen to a lot of my other podcasts. I do the same thing just because I want to give us an objective foundation 
for what we're building our argument off of, okay? And so I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give us some definitions that we're going to be working with today. And just, I'm not using the Christian definitions. I am using Google's definition. If you type in what is heresy, this is what's going to pop up. This is what you're going to get, okay? So you go into Google, you type in what is heresy. Here's what Google says. A belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religious doctrine, especially Christianity. That's what heresy is. A belief or opinion contrary to orthodox religion, especially Christianity. Okay? That's important. And I'm just, I'm not going to take time to explain what orthodox and orthodoxy is. If you have an opportunity to go back, it's a really a long time ago in the podcast history. The podcast is called The Fundamentals of Christianity. And we walk through the seven kind of orthodoxies of Christianity. I would encourage you guys to go look at that. But it's re- really orthodoxy comes to the gospel. Uh, I, I'm going to simplify it for turn, for sake of, of this episode. But heresy is a belief or opinion that's contrary to orthodox religious doctrine especially Christianity. Now, here's what a heretic is. Now, listen, heresy and heretic are different, right? We're just, they're different. Here's what heretic is. A person believing in or practicing religious heresy. I'm going to say that one more time so we get it. A person believing in or practicing religious heresy. Now, what, what are some of the key differences that we see there? Well, heretic is directed at a person, and heresy is directed at the belief of that person. I, I'm learning a lot about grammar right now, but not because I know English very well, because I know, because I know Greek pretty decently. Um, I know more Greek grammar than I seriously do English grammar. I'm not lying to you at all, and I don't know that much Greek grammar. Don't think I'm smart. I'm just really bad at English. So there's a huge difference here. Now, heresy and heretic, huge difference. I want, I, wanna, I wanna explain to you why I think we use the term heretic so, so loosely. Heretic and heresy is directly, it's directed at things that are first tier gospel issues. We see that all throughout the Bible, right? I, I mentioned it last week. I think it's Paul. I still, I still need to go do my homework. I think it's Paul. He talks about how if if anyone comes to you and preaches to you a gospel that is contrary to the one that I've taught to you, even if an angel from God teaches a gospel contrary to the one that I taught you, then let him be accursed. Now, this is huge. This means that a, an angel from heaven, even if you were to come down and say and, and, and preach something contrary to what we have written in scripture, let him be accursed. That is huge. That, that's a first tier kind of problem that we, that we see. First tier issues are gospel issues. And that's what heresy is directed at, orthodox. Orthodox is something that all Christians, whether you're Pentecostal or, or super reformed, if you are, have been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, then you believe orthodox. That's just, that's the gospel. It's like what requires you to be saved is the gospel. We're just saying that the gospel and orthodox, they, they're the same thing. When you, when, you, when you believe the gospel, then you are believing orthodoxy. And so 
Anyone who does not believe in orthodoxy or anyone who does not practice in orthodoxy is, is not believing in the gospel that Paul right. preached to us, that the apostles preached us, that Jesus preached to us in, 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 in the Bible. And so that, that is a, that's a line of being a Christian and not being a Christian. If you are preaching and practicing what is contrary to the gospel as defined in the Bible, then you are li- not only living in sin, you are living in, un- in, in an unregenerated state. You're not a Christian. If you don't, if you're not preaching, if you don't believe the gospel, you're not a Christian. You have been saved by grace through faith. You read in 2 Corinthians 15 what the gospel is. It's that Jesus lived a perfect life according to the scripture, died a death according to the scriptures, was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and then appeared to over 500 witnesses according to the scriptures. The gospel is that as given to us in the Bible. And if you don't believe that, then you're not a Christian. But I think a heretic goes a step further than just not believing it. I think a heretic takes what the gospel is in the Bible and either adds to it or takes away from it. And this is where deception happens. It's not that they're just teaching something contrary to what the Bible says. It's that they're doing it in a way that is deceitful. It's that they're doing it in a way that is deceitful. Now, I'm going to take one of the most popular heretics of our time, Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein, it teaches a gospel that is contrary to what we read in scripture. He does not preach Jesus. He does not preach salvation. He preaches a come, get money, get well, get healed, live in prosperity gospel, something that, that we call the prosperity gospel, Right? Joel Osteen teaches something that we call the prosperity gospel. Now, this is deceitful because, you see, he doesn't just not believe in the gospel that's given to us in the Bible, but he's added on little things to it and taken away little things from it. And now he's, been, now he's on a platform where he's teaching it, and it sounds really good. Like, it, it does. Like, God wants you to have money. God wants you to be rich. Like, that sounds good to humans. And so... And so he's deceiving people by the masses. You see, heretics, what they will do is they will, they will take the heresy, they'll take, they'll take the gospel, and they will add a little bit onto it, or they'll take a little bit away from it, and it will sound good. It'll sound good on the surface. But it's just because it is deceiving you. That's all it's doing is simply deceit. Paul talks about it. Paul... Paul even, even warns Timothy, he's like, test the spirits, right? Like, make sure what's being taught to you, it lines up in the Bible. Now, now again, we're talking about strictly gospel issues. I can tell you that there's a lot of churches that I completely disagree with almost everything they believe. But they're not heretics. The pastor's not a heretic because he believes the gospel. There are a lot of charismatic churches in Lakeland, Florida, that, that really make me just want to jump off a bridge. It's just true. There are churches in Lakeland, Florida that I, like, they're just horrible, right? I, I, think, I think they're just bad. But 
They believe the gospel. They're preaching Jesus. They haven't added or taken away anything from the orthodoxy of our faith. And so just, it's wrong of me to call them a heretic. Now I can say, I don't like them. I can, I can call them out on second or third tier theological issues that I see, but all, I can't call them a heretic. It's wrong of me to call them a heretic. And I think this is where us reformers have struggled for the past, I don't know, decade or two, at least in the time that I've been alive. We're so quick to jump at people who have different theological opinions than us, especially if they're more major differences and we call them a heretic. I'm just going to be honest with you, reformed people. If you are not complementarian, that doesn't mean you're not a Christian. Now, I think egalitarian theology is so unbiblical. I think it is, I, I seriously think it is completely wrong. But that doesn't mean that, that whoever believes in egalitarian theology is a heretic. And I think that's where us reformers have messed up because we're so quick to say, no, that's heresy, that's heretic. It's against what the Bible says. Okay, was well, it against what the gospel says? The gospel is what saves. And so we have to, we kind of have to process this. It might take, it might take a little bit of kind of reformatting our brains because the word heretic is literally the difference between non-salvation and salvation. And us reformers are almost happy to call out heresy. Like, like we find joy and be like heretic, heretic, heretic. We should not find joy in that. It should grieve our hearts that there's heresy going around in this world. That there's heresy that is deceiving thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Millions of people. Maybe even billions. Uh, I mean, it's probably billions. And so, now, I do want to make a clarification here. And it's, it revolves around this term that I'm going to coin called unintentional heresies. Now, heresy doesn't, like if someone says something heretical... It doesn't always mean that they're a heretic. And I think this is where this distinction comes in again, right? Heresy, unintentional heresy is basically when you say something, maybe off the top of your head, when you're trying to teach or, or, you, or you're kind of like caught off guard and have to say something and it, and it happens to be like outside of what the gospel is by accident. That's an unintentional heresy and it doesn't make you a heretic. I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you go through, I don't know, the 60-some podcasts I've done in the past year and a half, you might find some unintentional heresies. You might. I may have said something in my past where I would go back and be like, oh, I was wrong. I didn't say that right. But that doesn't make me a heretic. And this is another problem that reformers face because, because we're so quick, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to not even blame reformers, just people in general. This is what problem with Christians that we have. We sit in the pews, we watch the pastor preach, and he might say one thing, and we're like, no, that's heresy. And it may have been completely unintentional, but we deem him off as a heretic. Okay, no, that's wrong of us to do. It's an unintentional heresy. Now, we might, we, and we might be justified in maybe approaching him, hey, you said this, can I get some clarification on it? We might be justified in approaching him that way. But it's wrong of us to call someone out as a heretic if, if they are not actively practicing and teaching heretical things that are contrary to what the gospel teaches. Then we have no room to call anyone a heretic. Now, with that being said, I think it is our jobs as Christians to call out heretics. Seriously, I'm going to take another second. Hold on one second. I do think it's our job to call out heretics. Yeah, 
100% absolutely. We need to warn people who are being deceived. That's why anyone who's ever told me, yeah, I listen to Joel Olstein's sermons in the morning. No, you shouldn't. He's a heretic. Let me tell you why. I'm always, I'm always there to be like, wait, hold on. He's a heretic. Let me tell you why. Because we have to warn people who, who are literally being led into deception from walking down that path. A lot of people just don't know better. There's a lot of baby Christians out there that just don't know better. And it's our job to seriously warn them about the dangers of, of listening to some of these people. And I think our I think the way our culture works today has been something that I've been studying for quite a while now. I think the way our culture works today is we follow people more than the scriptures. And this is just within church. We follow pastors more than we do the Bible. We follow churches and movements more than we do the scriptures. And that's just an unfortunate part of, of the culture that we live in, this post-Christian, this post-modern culture that we're in. And so that's why we have to be so careful when we're like, when we endorse people or we put people up on a platform or on a stage, because that's not the person that we should be following. Like, like Joel Osteen shouldn't be your sole source of theological food. And if someone comes to me and is like, yeah, listen to Joel Osteen every Sunday. Well, what else do you do? Nothing. I listen to Joel Osteen every Sunday and it's great. Okay. Stop following the man and pursue God. Right? Stop following the man. Stop following the creation and pursue the creator. Right? And so I think, I think we have to be careful with this term heretic. Heretic applies to someone who actively teaches something that is contrary to to the biblical narrative of the gospel. It, that is contrary to what the apostles teach to us in the New Testament. That is contrary to what the gospel at its core is. A heretic is someone who teaches it, believes it, and, and is actively walking in it. Right? Heresy can happen in a single instance. Heresy happens when you miss, when you say something that's wrong or you say something that's contrary to the gospel. Heresy happens in an inst instance. Heretic is like a state of being. You kind of like walk in that, right? Like heretic is like you walk in it. Like, like it's not a single point. So a heretic teaches heresy, right? Now a good, like I'll, Matt Chandler, I'm sure Matt Chandler, if he goes back and watches his vast collection of sermons, he will go back and be like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Or that, yeah, that was, that seems heretical. That's, that's heresy, but it's not, it's not make him a heretic. That is an unintentional heresy. He is not walking, teaching, believing in a gospel that is contrary to the one that's taught to us in the Bible. No, he, like Matt Chandler, believes the gospel and, and he leans into it. But our human nature can make us misspeak sometimes. We can mess up sometimes. We, we don't say what, what we should say sometimes. And so we fall into this unintentional heresy gap. So I kind of want to just bring awareness to, to you guys. And I would encourage you to go to your pastor or go to someone in your church, go to an elder and start a conversation. Hey, I've listened to X, Y, and Z this week. Can you check it out and let me know if, if you know, he's teaching the gospel or she's teaching the gospel? Hey, I, I listened to this pastor this one time and he said this, what do you think? And, and don't be so quick to label someone a heretic. But 
We need to be able and ready to notice heresy and to correct it so that it doesn't deceive people in their walk with Christ. Because that's what Satan does. Satan can't create anything new. He can only take what is good and twist it. That's what he does with the gospel. He takes what is good, the gospel, and he twists it. He creates all these counterfeit forms of it, and he, and he tries to lead as many people astray as he can. That's what the Satan. That's what Satan does. That's all he does. That's all he can do, because he knows he's lost. I'll take another sip of tea. Boom! Take that, Satan. Mic drop. Just kidding. Don't don't attack me. Anyways, I. I don't know. I just wanted to bring awareness to the. To, I wanted to bring awareness uh, to you guys about this. I hope last week was was really helpful on what is the gospel, what is that dollar bill that doesn't change, right? And then this week, I kind of wanted to talk about those counterfeit dollar bills because what the counterfeits do is it's not a completely different currency, right? It's not a completely different source of money. No, it, it, it's a copy, but it, it it's a copy that's changed a little bit. It's a copy that's not quite right. And as Christians, we need to be able to identify the copies that aren't quite right. The copies that that may have added a little something, an extra letter or, or, or added an extra, you know, whatever. But we need to be able to identify the copies that may have taken away something. But we have to be so familiar. We have to be so familiar with the actual source. We have to have such a deep understanding of what the gospel is so that when we are faced with counterfeits, we notice them right off the bat. Guys, I had such a great time recording this podcast for you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. That would be such such a major help. I've had such a great time recording this. I'm going to have my buddy do do the audio editing on this episode and we'll see how it comes out he's a really good mix and master he's actually if you go back and listen to the response it's a rap that my buddy griffin did it's him he um he's been mixing audio and he's actually part of a rap crew and i'm excited because i think i'm going to get his his crew on to the show and we're going to talk about culture and christianity it's going to be super awesome hopefully that's coming to you guys soon guys we have merch coming out i'm going to keep you updated on that i have a book coming out i'm gonna keep you updated on that the best way to stay updated with everything is to just go follow the newsletter all you have to do is subscribe to it i don't even need your name i just need your email you can give me your second email i don't care but we need your email because we're going to keep you updated on everything plus you're going to get a lot of discounts and a lot of offers and a lot of free stuff including my book when it comes out so you should totally check that out guys you can email me, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. Check me out at grace-nation.com. And you can Facebook me, tweet me, do whatever you want. Get in contact with me. I want to talk to y'all. Y'all are beautiful. Seriously. Seriously. Take a second. Y'all are beautiful. And you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care. And God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN Podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.